Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast, where we discuss art, life, and the philosophy behind both. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. Join me as I interview creatives of all kinds as we explore inspiration, process, and results of creative pursuits. My intention is for you, the listener, to get as much inspiration from this podcast as I do. Now let's dive into this concept we call creativity. Today on the podcast, I've got Kyle Cameron. Kyle's a musician, a singer, and a longtime friend of mine. We met through his older brother, Corey, years ago. Uh, he moved down to Southern California from Oregon. Uh, he lived here for a little bit, and then he moved back to Oregon, started a band called The Resonators, and they moved back down here to Southern California a couple years ago and have been making music here ever since. In this episode, we talk about following creative pursuits, the creative process in general, and pushing oneself beyond who we used to be. Now, this podcast was really special for me because it was a breakthrough. Uh, I've been recording podcasts for a little while now, and I hadn't quite felt like I hit my groove with it. I felt like there was something missing in the process of it. Um, I was taking other podcasts that I respected and enjoyed and then sort of creating mine around that template. Uh, I was using like a question and answer form and it felt like it was missing something. Um, The whole intention of this podcast is to bring these awesome conversations that I get to be a part of organically with people and then record them for the world. But the question and answer form just was missing something. It just didn't feel right. So I scrapped that and now this new style is totally free flow. And so what we do is we talk a little bit beforehand and I explain things that I'm interested in talking about. But Anywhere we go with it is just fine. So this feels way better. And yeah, this is how it's going to go. So hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and uh, some good philosophy. And yeah, without further ado, here's Kyle Cameron. (laughs) All right, and we're live. (laughs) And we're live. Welcome to the Art and Life podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. <laughs> we're going to this is we're going to be honest here. This is the second run of this interview. No, this is the third run. We did it once and the recording was kind of weird. It was kind of off and then we just now went through about 10 minutes of the interview and uh it it the recording didn't just go. Just flowing, so, just flowing. Really flowing. So, yeah, I'm here with Kyle Cameron. He's a musician uh living and working here in Southern California, Encinitas, California. To be exact. And uh yeah, Kyle, welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Third time's a charm. We're flowing now. Third time is a charm. That's where <laughs> the magic really happens. It's very true. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to be here in your wooden shack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool. We we're just uh, kicking over ideas of how we can make this little wooden shack studio even even better. And uh, Kyle lives really close. I also live very close here. This is my art studio. 
um, but we were talking about, I mean, Kyle makes music and it could become this sort of like multimedia space for creativity. Yeah. No, it's happening. It's happening. It's in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyle, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was born in Sacramento, raised in the Northwest, but uh, I've been living down here for the last almost two years now. Um, but I've been kind of in and out of the whole San Diego area. But um, yeah, I play in a band called The Resonators, rock, punk, reggae, funk. Um, uh, yeah, it's with my little brother, Three Piece. Um, but yeah, we kind of originally started in Portland, got our start there, and I think that we just toured down here a bunch, and we were eventually just like, dang, let's move down there and do it all, all again down there. So that's what we've been doing the last two years, and it's been quite the little run. We've done just a little under a hundred shows in the last year and a half down here. Really? Yeah. Nice. We've just been on it. <laughs> I think I did the count the other day, and like... The first week we moved down here, we had like two shows, and we just I just didn't stop, just kept it going. Tried it. We had all these goals of just a list of places to get our foot in the door in, and I checked that list the other day, and we had gotten into every single one of those. So really, it's really it's really rewarding. I mean, we've had our rewarding weeks and our very you know discouraging weeks, but it's really nice to kind of look at those goals we've checked in the past two years and just really kind of knock them all out hardcore. So have you? made new goals uh <laughs> yes yes now uh, i feel like there's always on that list of goals of really big ones and those ones have lingered for sure but we're slowly chipping away at them one of them is this album that we've been we have written we have plenty of songs written for it i think we've just been slowly kind of doing a lot of home recording getting it to the best of our ability um and then stepping into a studio with a producer that we you know, kind of vibe with and get it done in a professional setting. I think that's our next big giant goal, along with these little mini tours, these little mini runs I was kind of talking a little bit about. But um, it's this weekend I'm actually in crunch time trying to get this little mini tour done that we're heading up to Eugene and back. Um, but that's kind of the name of the game I was explaining earlier is little less of these one-month, two-month tours and doing more of these packed week runs where these are bigger shows, making more money and getting that big exposure. So we don't have to take those Mondays and Tuesdays where we're playing for two people in a town that's, you know, yeah. has nobody there. Nobody knows who we are. Well, <laughs> and I would think that it would be better, too, because you're not... Like, every day that you're on the road, that's money that you're spending and that's money that you're not making at, you know, being at home doing your thing. Exactly, yeah, because... Still still have the day job, you know, so got to yeah. keep that. But, but yeah, I think it's just been, uh, it's been a, a, I don't regret being down here, though, this last two years being down here in Southern California and the music scene around people that are on the same grind and the competition, but it, the, the support is there, too. You know, it's everybody just kind of pushing each other um, to be better and to be more creative, more passionate, you know, so. It's, it's been awesome. Like you. People like you. <laughs> Bringing me in and doing things like this. And, and, you know, I'm always just like, look at people like you. And I'm just like, how? How do you do it? You got so much going on. And, and yeah, I guess I feel like I do too. But I, I always want to do more. And I feel like it's great to be part of things like this, you know. Just helping other artists express themselves and get in the groove more. So, yeah. Thank you for that, Taylor. Dude. 
The inspiration, it, it goes both ways. Um, <laughs> that is true. You know, like, it's funny, as you're talking, uh, the thought that came up is how um, already I've interviewed a couple musicians, and I'm just like, I love creativity in all its forms, and music is one of the, I feel like, one of the most closely related with art and painting and visual art. Um, it's just sort of like a different... Uh, dimension of the same expression mm -hmm. coming out and you know and like there's a lot of similarities in terms of like the business aspect of it you know like because every every creator every creative is also they're they're creative but they're also a small business mm -hmm. and I agree. the sooner that you can like accept that and then move forward with it the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think, like, I mean, I definitely fought it for a long time as an artist. I'm just like, I don't want to think about business because that's not me. I didn't go into business in my life because I'm not into it. I went into art. Yeah. But then, like, everything is a business. And, like, the way, like, the way that you fit in with society is through the form of business. You just make art. Yeah. In whatever creative way. Yeah, supporting yourself, supporting the people you love around you, and and I think that is one thing too. It's just like why else when you kind of grow up and you you know you I feel like some people in their head or in their life make that decision where I have to choose my art, you know, my expression, my passion between you know supporting and making a living. But I think sometimes us we come to that point, like you said, where you got to decide like this is my small small business. I could invest in this and make this my thing, and then you know you're just you're happy. I feel like you're going to be a happier, more passionate person, even on those low moments, you know, in that life. It's, to, but you're just got, you're reminding yourself that you're there and there's a lot of people doing it too. Just like on the grind with your passion, you know, your small business, Yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And that energy, the great thing about being an entrepreneur and the small business is like compared to a traditional job where you're working for a company or somebody else. Um, all of your energy input, all of your learning, everything that, that you're doing gets rolled back into you mm -hmm. and your approach and everything that you do. Like there's, there's no such thing as failure. Really the only failure could be to not try things, mm -hmm. you know, but like, let's say you try something and you quote unquote fail, you learn what happened. Like, Oh, I did this art show and nothing happened. Okay. Well, what didn't I do? I didn't, I didn't, let people know I was going to be there. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Whatever. I wasn't prepared in these ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the next time you go in and you're like, you, you fix that up and maybe you still quote unquote fail. Yeah. There's but a... then you figure out. Exactly. You're just like troubleshooting your formula as you go along. Well, and one thing that I, I don't know, just kind of came to mind highlighting this is I feel like in the whole musician world, like, for example, you say I'm a musician, you know, I'm bringing in the, this musician, but I also think that there's so many different categories of musicians in their life. And me, like you were to bring in my brother and have him, my little brother who plays bass and does, plays a big part in a lot of the writing, he would have, you would have a whole different interview with him because I feel like I'm a definitely big dreamer. I, you know, I see these big pictures and then I figure out ways that we can get them done. You know, I'm a big picture guy, and I'm like, let's do this crazy thing. And then, you know, it's nice having my bandmates there, because they're like, well, there's these things that kind of go in line. And I'm like, yeah, let's, you know, let's do it. Let's, you know, get it done. <laughs> and, I, and I think about you, though, 
and you're almost like a one man band, you know, and it's like I I you know I just it's got to be really hard to have these ideas and then like be your own person to like scale back and be like okay how do I go about this giant idea, you know, I and then you know I feel fortunate to have two other guys to help me, and. Yeah, and I, you know, you look at those other bands. I like got nine people in their band. You can delegate, you know, a lot of work, but it's got to be crazy to be that one man band, you know. I, so. Or be the other way where there's nine people. Like, yeah. You would think that there's, like, then there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, there who's you, gonna? How are you gonna decide things? Then you're like, decision by committee. Yeah, there's that medium zone, you know. But yeah. still, I, I. But then there's also probably great pros of working by yourself and being able to make your own decisions. Definitely. There's like, I can decide something and then just move on it and I don't have to go through any sort of like figuring out. But then, yeah, it's like, I don't have, I think for a long time as a young artist, my vision of myself and what I was doing was not congruent with reality. (laughs) And I thought higher of my own, um, everything than, than it really maybe was. And, but I wasn't, I'm the only one there and I wasn't asking anyone's opinion like from the outside and um and so then like that self-awareness piece has really been something that has had to like I've had to come to and now as a one-man band I use I like seek out others outside perspectives on it and like I mean I've talked to you about this how like um now I have this like group of advisors that I go to and like once a quarter I get their opinion on like what I'm doing in this direction or that direction yeah I I mean if go over that again for the listeners I think I've been relaying your idea that you've kind of put on me about this um and I'd love to talk more about it I guess if this if you want yeah 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 Yeah, as uh I got this so the there's this podcast that got me into podcasting um it's called the school of greatness it's awesome um, and on it, this guy, Lewis Howes, he interviews everybody. Uh, he pitched this, or he came up with this idea. I don't know if he came up with it. He told us about the idea to do these, this advisory board. So basically you just pick out like five people in your life that, um, you think would be a good advisor for you. Somebody who you don't want to let down that you respect their opinions, their ideas. So I have an advisor on like the big picture of my art. Um, as a whole, my whole approach. I have one person who's like a a concept, like um, philosophical advisor, Uh, one person who's a social media advisor, one who's a financial uh, advisor, and not a technical financial advisor, but my whole financial picture as a business, and then also um, like a nuts and bolts business coach. So all of those things like I meet with them all once a quarter the business coach I meet with them once a month and it's just a video conference call and I tell them where I'm going through where I'm at and then they give me their idea it takes 15 minutes out of their time and you just get this like real quick shot from like an outside idea and yeah that unbiased opinion I feel like from someone who's but also still kind of watching you from the sidelines a little bit yep go you know yeah <clears throat> yeah, I and I also in this world of, of these, you know, musicians, I feel like it's so that's what it that's what the trick is nowadays is finding these little formulas that are working for people or expanding what you're doing, you know, 
I feel like I'm always stuck lately. What are these things to do? That's why I was so inspired when you told me that. It's just like, this is another step in whole and all these giant steps, you know, of really bettering your craft. Yeah. yeah. Because we, I mean, there's so many mistakes that you have to make to learn what works. And if you can cut through that <laughs> yeah the best the quickest <laughs> like, way the fastest way that's yeah. the best way so it's like and yeah there's a lot of lessons that you can learn but you can learn them from other people and i'm yeah. sure like you know like if you talk to people who are in the music industry who've gone from where you are to up higher like they've gone through all the shit that you are going through or going to go through. yeah well and that's one thing that I, I feel like i always would tell people especially when we're on like the road and i've met some people that i've you know seen in the past and they're just like what do you we give advice or what are the things you do? And I was just like, I think I found out kind of at a young age that, and in a depressing way, maybe that like everything has been done in the, this world that we live in, in a way, but on a positive twist, just follow that formula and add your own little like touch to it, you know? And like, that was what I think in one of the past podcasts that we did, but I brought up that book that literally is just like a bible for indie and uh, musicians yeah what was that called it i think it's called the indie band survival guide yep <laughs> and it literally is just like uh we're about to release an album what are some thi- what are what do you do before you do that and it literally has like a walkthrough of just like putting together an album release party getting your album online going through you know CD baby going through all these things to get your thing distributed on Pandora, Spotify, iTunes. So it's just like, I think a lot of people find themselves like, how do I do this? You need a big record company to do that stuff for you. And it's just like, no, things are out there in the world. You got your little Google machine, you know, like literally ask how to do this thing. And people have done it. Just follow that formula with your own little twist to it. And it's just like, and figure out things along the way. But those things are there to help you not make those mistakes that people have done already yeah. so yeah yeah indie, yeah indie band survival guide <laughs> that's uh interesting so i'm listening to this book right now i've i'm feel like i'm one of the luckiest people on the planet because my job is a thing where i can listen to podcasts <laughs> and books on tape all day long that's awesome so i listened to a book yesterday and I'm listening to a new book today. Just finished it like that? Finished it like That's that. That's so great. <laughs> and eight hour day, it's like done. Yeah. But this one that I'm reading now is called uh, Hitmakers, which you came up in my mind a bunch in it because um, the guy talks about um, like what is what are what can we see in these like hits that are created in like music, art, um, theater, fashion, like all these things, like where what are the parallels and like is there a formula and how does it all work and um, one thing that he was getting to in this last chapter that I was checking out was um, that there the concept of the hero's journey do you know about that like this guy Joseph Campbell put the put this book out as like the hero of a thousand faces something like that okay and so the concept is basically that like in almost all movies all stories all everything from the beginning um that have been passed down it's like uh it's the hero's journey it's like there's a a main character who we can all relate with who Uh is not perfect who's just human 
and then they have to like strike out on some sort of a quest and they uh, face challenges and there's all these challenges and it lead up to the main challenge and then that challenge really shows that like the the answers within them within yeah and then they bring that back to their world and they have like become this new person yeah and that's like the story of everything from it's like very true Luke yeah. Skywalker to like Jesus yeah everybody yeah and um and they've all just been like retold and retold and retold and on one hand I think I mean I hear this from people a lot that like there's nothing original and I hear people get upset about that concept but I feel like I disagree and I feel like what it is is that formulas might not be original like there might be a formula or a template underneath but like the nuance and the context and the characters and everything are always changing and and, and morphing and like 20 years ago the guy was talking about how there's like in film and movies and everything there was they were looking at in terms of male and female roles and like 90% of role, all roles in movies were male speaking roles and then like 80% of the roles that were female had some like sexual element to it <laughs> yeah right and wow, so like cool. but now everything's changing and um and so then it's becoming much more equal and we have movies like frozen and like it, like the whole landscape is changing so like the Very context yeah. changes as it goes along and like mm -hmm. we have these like similar concepts and themes that are recycled but it's always unique and there's and with the evolution of time and society and everything like yeah nothing's fully 100% original but everything is fully 100% original there's never going to be another you exactly there will never be another me yeah and 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 i i agree with that too and it's also that the argument too with formulas are only working because people are letting it too you get somebody who just throws in that's totally off and it's really throwing everybody off in society like this is weird i don't like this like who's decided that you know and a lot of stuff becomes giant later down the road when it's like that you know it really like you know it's totally out of formula this you know and people are just like what but then later down the road i think people like catch on to it you know somehow sometimes somehow it's just part of it and it's actually one of these I think it's an interview with like Brandon Boyd of Incubus and he's talking about how when it comes to their writing that they weren't ever really trying to fit into anything and he was just like I just feel like we're going to have our we're just going to keep writing keep doing our thing and that society is going to have its ups where they are loving our music and then these downs where they think they don't you know and we're just gonna have we're just slowly on this like up and down wavelength and like sometimes it just matches and we happen to have our matching time during these you know during our younger ages but it we're not gonna stop and let it affect us and our writing will just match up eventually later you know kind of on things and i thought that was kind of like a beautiful concept you get these people who are constantly trying to just like make these top hits or just listening to these stuff and it's just like sometimes just make what you want and People will come. You build it, they will come, you yeah. know, when the time is right. You yeah. know, don't force it. And then it'll be greater feeling when it happens, you know. Yeah. And I feel like what that is doing is that shows your in inner intention. Like, what's your intention? Is it to be famous or is your intention to make art? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, he's saying like, we're going to create and we're going, because we are creative and we're going to do that. And sometimes we're going to be famous and sometimes we're not. Yeah. And that, and it's all good. We're going to continue creating. And that's like, um, in the book I read yesterday called it embrace your weird. Okay. Uh, that was, a really that actually sounds very familiar. To yeah. Me. Felicia day, I think was the okay. writer of that. And it was awesome. Um, and me in my life right now, as an artist, my intention is to like express myself more. Um, and so this book was really cool, but in it, uh, she talks about like the setting your goals appropriately, like for being creative, like focus on the things that you can control. If you set your goal to be a famous movie star and win Oscars, you're going to be in for a rude Yeah, you fail hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and until you do that, your whole thing is going to feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. Everything that you do until then is going to feel like a failure. Whereas if you set your goal differently and you say, I'm going, I want to be an actor and I want to train and deepen my practice as an actor and work with um, as high level actors as I, as I can be around and like dive into my craft. And if I win awards, that's awesome. But if like, that's not what it's about. So then it just sets you up for the correct like trajectory and the, the right things in mind. Yeah. Yeah. A realistic goal for, you know, for where you're at, mm-hmm. keep climbing and then keep climbing from there and not focusing on yeah. the wrong shit. Well, and that's literally your, you know, your goal list is going to get bigger as you keep checking them off, you know, these yeah. bigger goals, these bigger achievements. And that's what it's been for us. It was literally slowly. We got into a new town. We just want to get into that local dive bar down the street. We got it. We want to get into that venue down the street now, you know, and just like slowly just kind of climbing up now, you know, it's bigger, bigger, better spots. So yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Well, what's another big step for you that you're working on? I mean, mural wise, well, that you can share. Yeah, I'm working on a really big project. Uh, it's a school. It's like the school is for kids with developmental challenges. Uh, and so then every single room in the whole building is getting a mural and including the hallways and it's really awesome because it's uh, this company has two other schools already and this is like this is the big the biggest thing that they've done so far and wow. they're just throwing everything at it and um, this woman Terry who's doing who's putting it all together that's their whole family Terry's spearheading it and they're just like they're going for it nice. and and they are totally focused on the kids experience in this place so we're like creating each room to be its own experience for these kids so it's a lot of collabing with ideas in certain rooms yeah that's very yeah. cool yeah they talked about the whole thing of what they want in each room yeah and so like one's a bayou one's an adventure room one's like the arctic oh, one's so the ocean. Cool. so well and then they as uh, you know can feel way more, the whole connection with each room is going to be really great too i feel like for them having that that's yeah. cool yeah, it's the biggest project so far. Ooh, exciting! <laughs> it is, man. How long you've been work? Are you are you in the middle of it or? Yep. yep. Okay. I've been working on it for like two weeks, and then I've got probably another month. To Dang, go. That's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. Great way to start off the year. Yeah. It's like the evolution of everything for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Dang, yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited to see it. What about you guys? So you got this new tour. 
Yep, that's kind of the the big thing in the pocket. And, and you got your album that you're, and going, we are that album. you're working on. Those are two big things. Um, personally, uh, I think that's one thing that I I want to I want to get back into writing more. I think I've taken a lot of, and I kind of go through the waves of that. I feel like I've really just focused real hard on getting these bookings and and uh, manager things. And then I'm writing like crazy, but I just want to kind of try to keep this more consistency of both in my life, and want to surf more too. Yeah, I want <laughs> to surf. surf. Let's go more. surfing. More. Let's go surf more, dude. I think I I don't know why. I think there's there's a I mean, there's a beautiful thing about surfing, and it goes hand in hand. I think with just inspiration, and you wake up every morning, get in the water, and surf. You're gonna have a better day, yeah. and I think you're gonna have a more productive day too. I don't know why. And it doesn't have to be surfing for anybody out there to go running or something, but I need I need to get some more of that in my life, I feel like. Yeah, there's this other book that I read called The Five. <laughs> I'm gonna, Books are great. I'm going to say this a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> you get a t-shirt that just says, there's this book I read. I should. <laughs> or I heard on this podcast. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Um, but this one book called The 5 A.M. Club is really great by Robin Sharma, and he just proposes this concept of what you should how you should do your day he says 5 a.m 5 a.m is really early i tried it for a couple months and it i it's just like what wrecked. time is he going to bat like four nine thirty <laughs> okay. nine yeah no but nine thirty it's even nine thirty is early but anywho you wake up the first 20 minutes of your day you exercise you do some kind of movement next 20 you meditate next 20 you learn something and that little flow is really cool and you can stretch it out and like go surfing and then like meditate and then learn something the learn something element's really neat you take 20 minutes to like watch a youtube video on like whatever the fuck you want yeah and um like i was learning i was just like learning art stuff all the time i like had these different people i'd subscribe to and learn about like what kind of paints these people use or this technique of painting clouds or whatever and so like the end of the week i've like learn a ton and after meditating you're like an open sponge yeah just, you know? oh, yeah. like so just it's clear like, mind just like yeah that yeah i'm just exhausted from working out just yeah. ready to just soak it in after the yeah after the workout yeah meditation is like all you want to do and you just drop in really yeah nicely and well it's funny so i actually you told cool. me about this a while ago oh yeah and i actually did start it for a little bit and i need to get back into it but it was such a perfect way to start my day i was writing in my journal um i was meditating i was watching little videos on mixing you know i'd yeah. learn a song on guitar you know just random stuff and yeah oh man i feel like i just kicked every day's ass you know waking up like that um totally some days are really really hard where you're just like i hate this i don't want to do this right now but yeah. if you just force yourself to do it and it's those things that that are good and we live in such a beautiful spot to do that you know yeah you can't do that up in Oregon as much. I mean, you can, but it's harder, I feel like. Totally. Uh, we, you can wake up in a beautiful sunshine and go to the beach and do that. And got to take advantage of that. Yeah. 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 All right. So I called you last week and I was like, Kyle, I've got a critique for you guys. Mm-hmm. And I gave you a critique on like some of the music that you guys that I've heard and I, I gave you an overall critique and then since then I've thought about it a couple times I'm like should I really do that like, should <laughs> I just like 
let people know that you know like uh, but at the same time as an artist it's like we all critique each other and like like in art school you put a painting up on a wall and then you say okay this is what i was thinking and then everybody destroys it <laughs> and, you're like, and then you're like all right shit <laughs> and then you you know, then grab and go walk down yeah uh no i i feel like it depends on where you are in a place like uh, for me to get off stage and have some random guy come up to me and I've never talked to before and be like, hey, you guys are really great. That one song you guys did, you guys should do this or like change that. And it's like, dude, thank you, but go sit down. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're really listening. That's great. Coming from someone like you, we're constantly always talking about that. I... I think it's you're you're in no way stepping out of line. I I really appreciate it. It makes me think. It makes me, uh, yeah. And and I think the only thing that I came from it, you're, I'm ex. It just makes me excited for this new music that I have that yeah. we have in store, because I feel like it's more mature, um, it's more relatable. And like for me, even being on stage, there are words that I sing and project out where like I'm closing my eyes and I'm in like a moment. You know, where I'm just like literally like trying to pour this these words out onto you and hit you, you know. And there's some songs in the past where it's just they they aren't like that. They're just a party song and I'm just saying these fun things up there, you know, smoke another bowl, whiskey, tequila, you know, just kinda getting the crowd going. But then, you know, which is nice I think about our vibe that we bring to a stage is we can do that and I hope that we can also you know, set the tone right in the room where people are listening and, you know, feeling something with our words and our music, you know, so, which in both ways you are, you know, whether you're partying and shaking your head and dancing around or, you know, just closing your eyes and listening, so. Yeah. 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 And it, I mean, I think the critique came from a lot of what I'm, like I said, I'm really, like my intention right now is to be more authentically me mm -hmm. and have that come out in my art. And I guess like, I mean, for me as an artist, what were you going to say? I was going to say, how, how are you going about that? Like, I feel like that's the hardest thing for me to do as well. It's like, I just want to be so natural with my writing, with my words, more of me. How do you do that? I think it's what I'm doing is I'm trying to be more connected to my feelings and listen to the voice inside of me. I'm naturally a people pleaser. Um, just from how I was like, uh, like my life experience shaped me to be a people pleaser naturally. Um, my dad's a little bit, my dad's a people pleaser. And then my grandma had a big effect on me and I can just hear in her voice, uh, her saying, if you don't have something nice to say, then don't say anything at all. <laughs> you know? Yes, dude, yeah. And I've just, like, carried that with me. And, and then, also, I remember, like, as a really young kid, noticing that, like, being in control of what I drew as an artist, as a little kid, showed what I was thinking about. And so then I started, like, kind of having these, like, meta thoughts as a kid of, like, okay, so, like, what am I showing that I'm thinking about? What do I want to think about? What, I want, what do I want it to look like I am about? Yeah. You know, and, like, I think that that and, like, my 
sort of like view of myself and who I was and like everything it just it it created this like persona I created this persona of who I am um but like in this day and age I feel like I, I really appreciate and and um I kind of and I have envied artists that make statements that are just like bold and unapologetic and say what they want and say what they feel and they just let it ride and so, you know, right now I'm, I'm very passionate about the environment and the political climate. And in the past, I've held that back because I haven't wanted to offend people because I, I have friends and, and people on both sides of the fence. I, and I very much love people on both sides of the fence and in all these different varieties. And um, I've actually been thinking recently about um, sending an email to certain people in my friend world and just saying like hey I just want to let you know that I'm going to be going out on a limb more I'm going to be expressing myself more in these different arenas and I know that in the past you have not agreed with me in those and I want to say that like I'm not I want to let you know that we're cool yeah but that I'm going after but I'm this not going to hold back I'm on the hold way back. I feel about things yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I resonate with what you're saying so much, um, because I feel like, and it's something actually I've been called before by my family and people who are very close to me, which I didn't like at all. And it stuck with me all the time. And I don't know why I didn't like it, but they have called it that I'm a yes man. Mm. And I completely agree with them. But I also don't. I fought it. I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I can do it. But I, I feel that same way. The way I was brought up, I see a lot of my my mother. I mean, my mother is a sweetheart, just like the nicest person ever. And I, I felt that way growing up. Like, you have nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all. But there's like, I look at my older brother. <laughs> we were talking about him, and he's that. What it, I think you guys had a nickname for him out when he'd go surfing, but. He just, like, sometimes I'm just like, dude, like, what are you saying? But I envy it so much sometimes, like, is able to just say whatever they want in certain situations. And that is a, a big thing that I've been trying to work on is just, like, how do I get more of me? And that's also a thing, like, faith, like Facebook, for example. And that is one thing I know I hate talking about Facebook in real life, but I have been seeing that you've been posting more of these controversial political things that kind of spark a little fire underneath people sometimes. But you're not holding it back, and these are things that I am in total agreement, things that need to be brought to surface. <clears throat> and I think about these things, and I am passionate about these things, but a lot of times in life I'm just kind of like, I don't want to stir anything up, you know? But there's a healthy argument and conversation that you can have out there if it's brought to light in the right way with certain people. And it's also starting just to create the right people to be around if you're starting to express more of those things that you're passionate about and want to change, you know, and I think it's got, and then in return, it's helping your art a little more, you know, just pushing it in there. But that, I, that was great that you said that. I, I think I, I'm going to hold on to that more. Just saying more of what you're, is you're feeling in, in your body. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and one thing I've been, so I was telling you earlier that my approach this year in previous years, I've been balancing my fine art on canvases and my uh, murals. Mm -hmm. So I would do custom murals, and then my free time, I would do my paintings on canvas. 
But this year, thanks to my business coach and my fiance, who's suggested this a bunch, I'm focusing on my murals. And so then in my free time in between the custom murals, I'm going to be doing my own personal murals <laughs> that are going to be statement pieces. And I'm going to be more like direct with things. Um, <clears throat> but with that to like supplement the smaller creative element is I'm writing in my journal as often as possible. And what I'm doing is like on the left side, I just, you know, you open a book and you got the left and the right pages. And on the left side, I'm just writing. It's like stream of consciousness writing. And I start with the question, like, what are you feeling right now? What am I feeling? And I'm like, right now I'm feeling blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just go. Mm -hmm. And then I read that. And then on the right side of the page, I make a, a draw about it. And so like I draw whatever images come to mind from the reading. So it's sort of like this process of, content creation from like it's like an extraction from my own mind uh into visual imagery that is original like inherently that's brilliant did you just come up with that by yourself kind of just a little exercise well it's like a development from the concept of just journaling yeah 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 i like that i like that a lot just starting to like spark that idea f for a creation yeah you know yeah, because, like, yeah, how do we make original work in a world that, you know, everything's yeah. been done? Well, and I always like that, people... too. You know, I'm sitting there playing guitar, and I got this melody, and I do that. I sit there, and I'm like, all right, oh, I got a little line here, and I bring my pen and paper out, and I'm starting to kind of vibe with the song, and it's just like, all right, just let it go. Just let it go. And, you know, and you're just <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, how do I just, like, let it go? And I just feel like everything I'm pushing is so unnatural, but... Well, and it's like... The problem is the exercise, it's like the exercise of, okay, Kyle, of all the songs that you know and all the melodies that you know, think of something that you don't know already. It's like impossible. Okay, of all the things that you've seen, like imagine something that's not one of those. Yeah. Like you can't think in negatives like that. Like how, how do you create an original piece when you're like, oh, there's so many other things that are already created. Like, to find that space, that's not the way to do it, because you just draw a blank. Yeah. Um, whereas the other way is, like, you have to do it. You have, you have to, like, mine yourself every day. Yeah. And, like, get Well, and the, and I, the more I want to get into studios more and more, like, working with people in studio, because that's when I, I found that I've really just taken off and found myself in this groove that almost surprises me and I want to get there more where all of a sudden I'm sitting with this engineer, this worker and he's got a tune and I'm just like, Oh, what if we do this? What if we do this? What if we do this? Like I, I've been there and I'm, I want to get there all the time. Um, which I, you know, I'm working towards more, but it's, yeah, it's being in that moment and sometimes just let, just let me go. Yeah. Well, and that sounds like, like the concept of flow state, which I love thinking about and talking about. I mean, that's when, you know, everything else fades away. It's the zone. Yeah. Athletes, you get in the zone. Everybody gets in the, has their own way of getting in the zone where time evaporates. The only thing that matters is what is happening right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nothing but, yeah, just laughter and high fives. Like, oh, no, this is great. This is great. Play it again. What about this? What about this? And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's the best time ever. And I've been there, you know, a handful of times. But it's one of those things that, man, I wish I could be there every night, you know? And I'm sure some of those guys get to that point, you know? 
Well, and I don't know if we talked about it. Maybe we did in one of the past ones, but the Kevin Hart. Have you ever watched? Have you watched that? Uh, I think it's called "Don't Fuck This Up." No, it's a uh, Kevin that, Hart. Though. Yeah, <laughs> and it's his. It's kind of just like uh, goes into his life, um, and and his day to day kind of thing, which I'm always interested in. I don't, I, I don't love or hate Kevin Hart or anything. I'm just really, I think, fascinate, fascinated by people who are so big and what their day-to-day is like. Yep. I really like looking at that stuff. And he is a guy, 5 a.m. every morning, wakes up, works out with these guys an hour, goes and meets with these people. And I don't know if you know a little bit about what happened with Kevin Hart in his past, but he has dreamt of uh, hosting the Oscars. Mm. And he got the gig and he's worked this whole thing and Kevin Hart is one of the biggest comedians ever and he's a black guy he's worked so hard for this position and he got in trouble in the past for some video that was leaked uh, and he was caught cheating on his wife Right. and all this stuff happened it was kind of in that whole gotcha moment of the celebrities and he was he apologized to people and then he was asked to basically I think he apologized on Ellen they go into just a little bit of these details of him like apologizing and he they eventually wanted him to apologize again before he went to Os- on the Oscars and he said he wouldn't he said that he had already apologized all these things and he kind of stuck to his guns and he kind of goes into like a little more of just like that whole thing going down and the turmoil he got from his fans and all these people and just like the things that these people go through in their personal lives you know that are brought to surface and these things have happened him and his wife had worked it out and now he's further in this point but it's still coming up and he was unable to do the Oscars uh, and just crushed him and all these things but I don't know why I really brought that up but I think I was just bringing it up to just look into these people's lives of even that big, you know, he's working so hard and these things, these things are coming up and they're having to overcome them, you know. And I, I one thing that really kind of, I know the, they're also bringing it up to, I feel like, him also just making it okay that he went and did that those things and now he's still, too, you know, being the celebrity that he is. But it seemed, you know, even interviewing with his wife that she had gotten over it and all these things, but it's just kind of crazy to... You know, it, and it was all titled "Don't fuck this up, Kevin Hart." You know, pretty much, and it's just this whole theme of just these people who are trying to work and trying to be these perfect people, but you get into that limelight, and almost anything you do is gonna is gonna ruin your life or or not. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. These gotcha moments, these celebrities, everybody, and yeah. And as you get bigger, you know, the stakes get bigger, and the challenges get bigger, and like, I mean, I'm sure for him, <laughs> he's Kevin Hart. He's a, a big-time celebrity. He's, in like, surrounded by all the most beautiful people in the world. Yeah. You know, and so, like, he's not dealing with average challenges. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, I really want you to watch it because he's an interesting character, but he's almost just this guy that just, like, flies around with these ideas, kind of like this little man syndrome kind of thing, where he's just, like gotta be bigger than everybody and you can kind of tell all the people around him a lot of eye rolls you know just like there's Kevin Hart with his big ideas being this big guy in the room gotta be the big guy in the room but in the same way he follows through with things you know he's this guy that's just like up in there with these ideas 
but at the same time he's going he's going through the emotions of like getting these things done you know he's getting these eye rolls from these people behind on a set but then you know next thing you know he's getting this show done he's got all these ideas that he's throwing out you know it's, so it's just it's it's a dreamer but he's going through the motions to get it to get to his his point so yeah but yeah I, I love watching you know people who are up at that point I just like to see their day to day what they're what they're going through and how to get to that point like you. I like, I like to know things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all just living living life as a human. Uh, and that's that's one interesting thing about learning about celebrities and also learning about just like anybody. Like everybody has a story. Everybody like talking to a homeless person, talking to Yeah. Like I always, I really love talking to people that have lived a long time and just be like, what's your story? Like, where'd you come from? How did you, you know? And then like, uh, I was, I hung out with Brad Perkett last night. Oh, great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. I miss and, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a good dude. But we were talking about how he's considering becoming a history teacher. And I was like, man, if I was going to become a teacher other than art, I would definitely choose history and it's interesting how as I get older history becomes more interesting to me and then the more I learn about history the more the present moment becomes interesting to me Mm -hmm. because a lot of history has been made and done by people that are like younger than me now and like a lot of the framers of the Constitution probably weren't that old. No. People didn't live yeah. that long. They're back in their the day. late twenties, early thirties, right? like just yeah. These are people making decisions on like the long term effects of what's going to happen to a country. Yeah. And you know, and, and then like you look like way back in history and tons of like you know, old age was like forty five back in the day, like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And so it's like the more I learn the more I'm like, wow. Yeah, and also just kind of like that. That's one thing I think too. Like as a kid, you know, I was never that interested in also like the th- the things that were going on nowadays. And nowadays, I can't stay off it. I mean, some days I do, but every time I'm looking back in the past, you know, and we think that we're in a crazy time. It's funny. I was just watching the show the other day, and the whole time during the when Kennedy was president. And there was that moment where everyone was afraid that we were going to get bombed by the Russians. They were ready for it. They were like, they had like alarms and all these things. And think about that time and think about this time. You know, we have those same problems nowadays. People are literally afraid we're going to get bombed by another country. Just like that. And and uh, yeah, the, the times that our country has been through and how young our country really is when you think about it in terms of history. You know, my dad and my mom were just in Belgium. And just like the history on those streets and stuff like that compared to like over here, so it was just it's just crazy, 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 crazy. History teacher Brad Perkett, huh? I could see it. He'd be one of those teachers that all the girls are into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be really good at it. That's funny. When I first was living here back in Oceanside, me and Brad used to just always like he was my jam guy. Oh, yeah. I remember, yeah, because I didn't really have a band then. I mean, I was jamming with Taryn a little bit, but he let me borrow his electric guitar and his little pedal board, and we used to record and jam around sometimes. Good times. Good times. Yeah, that was cool. 
a little history for everybody. Um, so I met you through your older brother, Corey. Corey lived in Oceanside when I moved to Oceanside, lived there, met him. He and I were working at a restaurant together. And it was then, probably like 2011. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then you came down and visited and then I think maybe came back and stayed, came back and lived for like a year or two. You lived in his apartment with him. Yeah. Um, on his couch, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, you were like 19. Uh, yeah, I was 19, 19 and 20. We were... How old are you now? I'm 20, I'm, I'll be 28 in June. Nice. 20, yeah, uh, but... We actually had another guy living there too. That's I right. I remember Nick. There I was do remember three Nick. guys living in a one bedroom apartment. Oh my gosh. Just couching it up and Yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy to think of the times you were at back then. But uh Yeah, it was good times, good times. A lot of a lot of lonesomeness. I remember a lot of being real lonely back then. You go through I feel like as a I don't know, as a kid or a I don't know about guys and girls differently, but I think guys, especially kind of at that age, go through this weird stage of, like, you're just a horny young boy, but you're also just figuring things out. You have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> no idea. No idea at all. And uh, everyone, everyone's either going to college or they're just... And you're just like, I just want to play music and <laughs> and longboard, but you figure things out. It was really nice having, I think, older... I've always, Growing up, I feel like I always was around people that were older than me. I think I just kind of fit better with those those peeps. Now I'm the oldest one with all the people I hang out with. Every time I'm on the road touring with these other bands, I'm like, how old are you guys? They're like, 22. I'm like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same with all my guys in my band. I mean, they're 20. Kevin's 24. Right. Brock's 22. Right. It's funny. It's funny being like young, like in a group where you're the youngest, like the energy is so different. And then you can go and hang out with a group where you're the oldest and then you're, and it affects you. Yeah. (laughs) You are a different you when you're the youngest around people versus when you're the oldest and you are the same age. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird thing. I feel like I noticed that when I go surfing. Like, if I'm surfing with people that are older than me, there's this, like, youthful energy that comes out. Yeah. And then, like, or maybe when I'm surfing with people, people that you're are... You're like a dad when you're with the younger uh-huh. kids, and you're just like, hey! <laughs> Don't get too close yeah. to them. You okay, bud? You okay? <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, a different energy. Like, we take on these different energies in different situations. Definitely. We just sort of, like, morph. You always feel like, uh... You're a totally different person when you go back home and you're around like mom and dad and the siblings now. Yeah, I I feel like I do. I've you know recently gone back and I'm so much more of this, like, uh, <laughs> which is such a terrible thing. But I just feel like uh, short tempered. You go back to your your home and it's just like I'm just all sh- short tempered with my family again, and it's just like back to the old bickering and, and random stuff, but. I gotta cut that stuff because you know you you got short time with your family all the time. You gotta true. you gotta enjoy it, which That's I do. True. Uh, Ram Das, who passed away not too long ago, he said he was quoted as saying something along the lines of, "You think you're enlightened? Go spend a week with your family." <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That is very true. Yeah. I got my family coming down here actually pretty soon. They'll get to see me play a show. It'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, we got a couple more minutes left. What do you... Uh, I do. Let's see. Let's bring this back to art. What do you think about art? I mean, part of the intention of this podcast is to get people's feelings and thoughts on art from every different background. What do you, what do you think about modern art? What do you think about art in the world these days? <laughs> art in the world these days is crazy. Um, I think people are really bending, bending the rules. Um, for example, yeah, you brought up that thing. What do you think about the banana taped against the wall being sold for like, you know, is it? I think a lot of times those things are just like hyped up, you know, social media wise and people just love it for the times and they can look back at this time and be like, I got this for that much and I had the money, you know, sort of thing. Uh, but <laughs> man, times for art, I, like, I, I feel like I'm a broken record when I say this, but it's no better time to be an independent artist. I feel like people are really open to it right now and there's a lot of support out in the world. Um, but art and, you know, your passion and your uh, expression, I think art and the expression are hand in hand, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a musician or an artist or a, you know, dancer or anything to be technically an artist. I think that even people who are selling cars and stuff like that, the things that they're um, passionate about is your craft, you know, if you go, like I was saying, if you go home and lose sleep about it and you're worried about it and you're wanting to work on it all day, like that's your art, man. So what would you define as art? Like, what would your definition be? Uh, my definition of art, I think, would be your inner expression. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, your inner, your innermost desire and expression. I feel like that you lose sleep over, you know. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of people don't have that, or they don't know how to find that. And, uh, I don't think there's any wrong or right way to find it, but I feel fortunate that I've had something that I don't ever want to stop. I, and if I was not doing what I'm doing, music and this whole booking thing, like, I, I feel like I'd be so lost, you know? So, yeah, that, that's what I, I feel like the artist. What is it to you? What would you say? coming down to it yeah we're coming down to it we got a couple Define minutes left let's see we got a couple okay we're still going wow I thought we lost it <laughs> alright my definition of art uh, yeah I, I feel like I mean it's definitely linked to expression and it also I feel like is it's got the element of uh, the absorption of the world like I feel like it's a it's a it's an intake and it's an express and it's an out in and out action that's that's art it's like I'm interpreting this and I'm expressing this whether it's through this that or that or whatever okay. whatever way so I think it's uh, like art is the action of the in and the out um, of whatever it of the is world about. an expression of the world through through a medium uh whether that's you, dance, you know, voice, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so we're gonna finish it up here. What I'm gonna say here is uh, that I, I, I want to express some art to you. One thing that uh, I, I think is really awesome about you is is the going for it 
and the depth of how you're doing it. Um, Thank you. You know, you're, you've like gone after it as a life and, uh, you know, making your art number one in your world and building your life around it. And I think that's really awesome. And that's why I'm so like pumped up about what you're doing. And that's where the critiques come from. Cause I'm like, don't stop. One of your biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> Same dude. And, Same. Uh, really. I, I, uh, I think about you and all things, especially when, you know, in the ups and downs of, of being in this whole business because there's struggles. It's hard. It's hard, you know, it affects the people around us and it's, yeah, but um, thank you for everything. I mean, it's it's always great being such good little vibes in this wooden shed. I yeah, like right. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna make it better. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, it's gonna be a great little woodshed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, where where can the people follow you? Yeah, uh, I mean, biggest check us out on Instagram at the Resonators Music or uh, theresonators.com. Check out our upcoming tour presented by Lazy Lover Apparel. We'll be up in uh, Eugene and Portland, hitting the hometown. Um, and expect some new music this summer. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Some big shows coming up this summer too. I can't talk about it yet, but I'm excited. Some festivals, some cool things. So. Heck yeah. yeah. Give them a follow. Follow Check it Check them out. They're yeah. a lot of fun. Your Instagram feed is really fun. Thanks. Yeah. We'll keep you entertained. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Kyle, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So that was Kyle Cameron, musician, singer, longtime friend. You can follow him and support The Resonators at The Resonators Music on Instagram. You can also find them on Facebook and YouTube and Spotify. Go check them out, give them a listen, leave them a comment, say hi. I really enjoyed this episode with Kyle. We always have a good time comparing notes on these creative lives that we live. Um, He's awesome. He's got a lot of depth, a lot of character. And uh, yeah, we always have fun hanging out. So I feel like that came through in the interview pretty well. The whole setup of the interview just feels so much better to me now. So I'm very excited for future podcast interviews. Again, my name is Taylor Gallegos. You can follow me at Taylor Gallegos Art on Instagram and you can check out my murals at taylorgmurals.com. My intention for this podcast is for you to get as much inspiration out of these interviews as I do. So now it's time for you to go out there and get creative in whatever way you like best. Cheers. <laughs>